0: Hello again and welcome to episode 168 of SDGC for Thursday, November seventh. If you're not aware, Super Deformed GamesCast meets right here each and every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the latest gaming headlines with a wide variety of panel members and guests. We also do a whole bunch of other stuff as time allows, like a separate show about movies and television, pre-recorded content, and a bi-weekly morning show every other Friday. If you've been along for the ride so far, welcome home. And if not, hey, feel free to stick around and maybe throw us a sub. Every single podcast is archived the next on our YouTube channel for those who like to watch, and you can find all of our content on all major podcast services for those who like to listen. Um, so before, uh, so before we kind of kick off into all the all the topics and the guests, I want to give a brief update for everybody who donated to not just our stream for Extra Life, but everybody's. Um, as you're as you're all aware, there was a DDoS attack, and as a result. Uh, Some people were charged for multiple donations. Um, If you got in contact with Extra Life or if you haven't gotten in touch with Extra Life yet, yet, I recommend you do. They just sent out an email uh, saying that they are going to start rolling refunds out. Uh, so please, if you were charged multiple times for your donation, get in touch with Extra Life and get your money back because you should that that shouldn't happen. Uh, it's not their fault, and it's not your fault, but you still deserve to get that money back. And on that topic, thank you so much to everybody who turned out to watch Derek and I stream 24 hours of games. It was a it was a great time. Uh, combined with uh, Finn's uh, stream over at Nolan Nerdcast, we uh, raised over $3,500 for Children's Network Hospitals. Uh, it was a great time. I learned a lot about Hyperdimension Neptunia, a little uh, more, in fact, than I would say that I, I wanted to. Uh, and uh, and Derek and I played some root Bowl. Love playing basketball, Bowl. Bowl. with Bowl uh, with Derek. So that was a great time. And uh, before we kick everything off, I know that Reb would like to say a couple things as well.
1: Yes. So as I was attempting to say, uh, a couple days ago on the 5th, <laughs> Uh, we relaunched the SDGC Community Discord. Uh, there was one that existed before that. Now I can hear myself. Uh, there was one that existed before that. It was fairly quiet and tame and nothing was really happening in it. And so uh, we pulled together and we decided that you know we were going to try again. And I, I've made this joke already on the Discord server and on my own Twitter. But I, I really, like I said to John that night, I was like, we're going to have like 10 people. It, it's not like we don't need to worry about this too much. And I like was realistically thinking we'd have something like, you know, 40 or 50 when it was all said and done, you know, maybe kind of a quiet, chill amount. We currently have 181 people um, in that Discord, and <laughs> wow. they're all very noisy in the best way. And it is great. And I, I wanted to plug it. Uh, there's – Derek, you added a thing, I think. Yeah,
2: there's the a Twitch, Discord night bot now. Or Zach
1: did, or somebody added it. I don't know. Um, but they can show you how that works. If you want to link to the server, please come join and hang out with us. Even if you've not already, um, I also wanted to give just the biggest, warmest public. Thank you to our four uh, community, community managers, uh, Dio, Lena, Rar and Kogasu. They are four wonderful long-term, long-time members of the SDGC community. And they are just kind, wonderful, good humans. And they are just like amazing and taking time to kind of help us figure out how best to, interact with this thing we made that got way bigger than we thought it would very quickly. And I just appreciate them. And thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and all of our hearts. Like you all are really wonderful. And thank you everybody for joining. and Having a good time with us.
0: It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. I got to say, we've got an amazing community uh, on SCGC and I'll say one more thing. Uh, There are 27 people in the 29 people in the chat right now, every one of you, I don't see 29 retweets on our podcast. So please, go help worry. us shill. Help us shill the podcast. Please, please help us we're spread the word. Sorry about him. Don't no, but don't be sorry for me. Uh, so, Red, so careful. He might mute us again. I will. I actually, I will. I, I, I will. Pa- I, I, I do wield a lot of power right now since Derek's not here. Uh, so just, you know, mm. bear that in mind. Uh, you know, next time anybody wants to talk about my opinions or anything. Uh, so we're bad ones. My good ones. I do have some hey, good John. opinions. What?
2: John, let's introduce our guest.
0: Yes, we do have a guest. We do have a guest. Uh, Nathan, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
3: Nah. no, Okay, uh, fine.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, I'm Nathan, a.k.a. Two Headed Giant on Twitch um, and on Twitter as well. I also co-host uh, a improvised comedy video game show called The New Entertainment System Podcast with Cam Koenig. Uh, who is in chat right now, Um, and basically we have a robot that messes up or jumbles up styles, subjects, and twists, and we get a prompt to then design a game. Uh, Reb was on an episode with us, and uh, (laughs) we just booked Derek for one. uh, Oh,
1: thank goodness. As well,
3: and if you'll indulge me, we can do a a mini session right now because I have the robot pulled up. So, oh, that like
4: sounds uh, awesome. That's
3: so, so <laughs> we have about hundred and thirty subjects, about hundred and twenty five styles and then like hundred and fifteen twists. So right now, there we have an ice climbers game that's a point and click game, but it requires the track and field pad. So you have you have to, oh, oh, so you have to yeah, yeah, you have to galaxy brain. This is how we we do this show. You think like, okay, it's an ice climbers game. That's a point and click game. So maybe you're, you're hunting eggplants or something like that. Uh, and the, the, the polar bear with the cool shorts is, is also there, but you're using the track and field pad to control a point and click game. Which what comes- is
1: the track and field pad? <laughs> yeah. So- it is,
4: it is this old, it's basically a ring you put on your, fl- on the floor and like. It's a pad. It's a pad you put on the floor. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You so like a predecessor it. to the Ring Fit. No, so sort of. red. I know like a deep, the old, track. Old PDR pad.
4: Basically,
0: the, basically, okay. the, basically, the track and field pad was just like this plastic pad you put on the floor, and it had the the big NES buttons on it, and the idea was to just like sit there and run, stop on stomp yeah. on it. But really, what what everybody Everyone did was sit on their on <laughs> their knees and just slap it with their fucking hands. Yeah. Well, that's,
5: that's I, definitely I, how you I play the Ice Climbers back. game then. Yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah.
2: So. Okay, so so how do you so so for people who haven't seen your show before, talk to us about how you go. Like, how do you start with this game? Like, what is the do you design the full thing around it or is this just like pulled from the generator? Like, do you
3: so I I, I, we have a spreadsheet that is uh, it shows me what what, like the finished prompt is. Um, So I have a sheet or I have a page that says a blank game that's blank, but blank. And it'll fill that in. And currently, there are twenty-four million five hundred ninety-one thousand and five hundred different combinations available. So we're going to be doing this show for a million years. What, <laughs> was,
1: what was the one we got? It was a, it was a Garfield game that was a twin-stick shooter, but it was on the Dreamcast, the,
3: the Dreamcast which is a system yeah. which doesn't have, Does twin, not have sticks. twin sticks. <laughs> so um, we, and did, we, we
1: designed like a like a controller, a, like a specialty controller that would come built in with this game that had twin sticks. It was shaped like Garfield's face.
3: We also made on that episode, uh we made uh, a My game. Yeah, we made a My Little Pony Transformers <laughs> Gran Turismo game. So, it's fun. So if you just search for um the New Entertainment System podcast in in your favorite app, you can find it or uh you can go at the NES Pod on Twitter and uh all, all bunch of goofy, goofy games are, uh, are to be had. So yeah, that's me.
0: So when you say do a round, mm-hmm. when you say do a round, like, is that something you do every podcast is, is that every, every single one?
3: So every podcast we do two games, about 15 minutes section, uh, per game. And we have a guest on from the games industry, games podcast scene or games journalism, um, industry. And, uh, like, this week's episode was Jesse Cox. The week before that was Max Scoville. I saw the Max. Um,
0: Yeah, I know that that was a big get for you guys was Max from IGN. That was
3: Jesse. Yeah. Well, and anybody's a big get, right? I, 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 I'm, I'm thankful for anybody to be on the show, but those two were definitely more um, surprising response emails that, (laughs) that we've gotten to say the least. Um, And like next week, we've got um, Jordan Starkweather from the pocketoid podcast on. And uh, we talk about a, a, a muso game that's a sims game so it's it's fun check it out you
1: you are excellent at plugging your own stuff but i will just add having having been a guest on this podcast it's not only like honestly, one of the most unique, because I mean, a gaming pod, a gaming podcast, like we sit around and talk about games, like that that's every gaming podcast I say on a gaming podcast that talks about games. Um, but it, this is honestly like one of the most unique ideas for a show that I've heard of. And it is also executed extremely effectively and amusingly by Nathan and Cam. So props to you guys. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Much appreciated.
0: All right, so uh, so Nathan, dude, we are thrilled to have you here with us. And um, wait, 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 what is going? What is there's going on? Some
3: cat ass there's a, there. a cat oh, There's a cat. There's
0: there's there's a cat showing his ass on uh, on the on the cam. Okay, I was wondering what that was. Uh, Nathan, dude, it's great to have you here. Uh, we've been trying to make this happen for like two months now. Uh, it finally it, happened. It's all my fault because I'm terrible yes, with Oregon. it is. <laughs> I, it really is. Yeah, no, it absolutely is because I I suck with dates and 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 organizations. So. I, I fully it's admit fun. it. I fully admit it's it. It's total, my
3: it's fault. <laughs> I'm giving you shit. It's um,
0: fun. so why don't we launch into our first topic, which of course, uh, as per usual these days, what are we playing? Uh and uh Reb, ladies first, why don't we start with you?
1: Folks, I just beat Luigi's Mansion 3. I'm
0: so close. I'm so close to beating it.
1: It's Oh, good. I'm not going to spoil it for you folks. Um, I will I will say a couple things aside from my usual gushing about how just freaking cute it is. I. It is an extremely... So I think when people say something is like a really Nintendo-ass thing, they mean it either really good or really bad. <laughs> like either they mean Virtual Boy Nintendo or they mean like, I don't know, like Super Mario Odyssey. Nintendo.
0: Yeah, that level.
1: Um, yeah. And so this is an extremely Nintendo ass game in the good way. Like it's just, it's really wholesome and it's really like tight. And it, the. I don't like the controls. I think you can quibble about the controls. Um, but in terms of like how it looks and how, how the areas are designed, it's just really like polished and full. Like it's just, it, you want to leave Luigi's Mansion game. You want to vacuum and you want to just suck shit up for hours. And that is this game. It's just, it's really good. The, the floor, it's, it's funny. Um, there's lots of just weird little bits of design humor that I think are fantastic. Um, it's really well fleshed out. Luigi is darling, his little Mario, (laughs) his little vacuum. He's so cute. Um, the ending is just sweet and wholesome. Like it's, it's not going to surprise you, but, but it's very enjoy enjoyable. And I just, I, I'm really happy it ended up about 15 hours and then an extra like, or so to go back and finish getting a whole bunch of collectibles um so it's you know i think you can suck like a solid 20 hours out of that game or more if you're really really into it but it's just it's really fantastic um if you have if you're not already buying pokemon or death stranding or one of the other just big ass games that's just coming out any second now um and you have 60 bucks to throw on something, Luigi's Mansion is a really good choice. It's so and nice. And
0: Reb, it is, bar none, in my opinion, the best looking game visually on the Switch. It, it it's is just,
1: really pretty. I it, I say this a lot about Nintendo games, but I think, I very much think that they are, they are okay with the trade-off and should be okay with the trade-off. Like they they know that games like The Witcher 3 are just never going to look that great on the Switch. And they're fine with that because Nintendo first party games, they're just gonna make their stylized stuff and make it look just fucking incredible. yep, and they're fine with that. and I honestly, i'm I'm fine with it. I don't care. That's great. Well,
5: I, I, I think most are fine with it. yeah, like I, yeah. I think you I mean, people was happy to have yeah portable Witcher. it's just yeah. people are impressed by the technology of it,
1: yeah, portable well, overwatch, like whatever.
0: yeah, and yeah, like but, you exactly. know like you know, like if you're like it, you know, you ha- there has to be a sacrifice for portability, right? Like would I tell somebody go? You know the system of choice for Witcher Three is the Switch. Ideal. No, never. The ideal
6: Switcher. But yeah, thing.
0: like come on, it's, it's just not. But having said that, do you want? Do you you know? A do you not care about visuals? And B do you want to play The Witcher in bed, like you know, or on the bus, or. You know, or at work or, you know, in the break room, like you can do that. And that's the kind of the, you know, what's great about the switch. I, too, have been playing uh, a lot of Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, I've got like two floors left. I'm right at the end. Um, I love like sometimes I will just sit there and let Luigi stand in the elevator and hum the theme song like he does. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 so it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. And it's it, it. It. Visually, it's almost like a pix like it's almost like a Pixar movie. Like that's how like you know the game opens up, and I thought there was a CG scene. Well, like I like I legit thought I was watching CG, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, no, this is in game. Like this is this is the game engine running. And um, uh, uh, Donny on Twitter had said a little while back, he said Luigi's Mansion is the first game on Switch that I think looks comparable to an Xbox One game. Um, and I, having played it on handheld especially on handheld since you know even, even though there's a lower resolution everything you know all the pixels are you know grouped together I, I i concur it's just a it's a beautiful game i agree with Reb in the sense that the controls are a little wonky um and there's one level in particular that has to do with water that made me want to chew fucking glass uh because mm. the wonky controls um and it involves a raft and some water uh but um oh, yeah
1: yeah. Mm.
0: yeah i that that kind of made me want to chew on broken glass for a little while but that, i will I I will also say that there is a sand level that...
1: God, don't talk I, about the sand level. I
0: spent way too much time in <laughs> no, I spent way...
1: I I'm sp- so mad about that. I
0: spent way too much time in the sand level. But uh, Luigi's Mansion... I'm actually
1: double mad about that because I went on Twitter and told everybody not to bother vacuuming sand, and then it, all, you, all you fools did it anyway. There's a
0: gem in there somewhere, Reb. There's a gem yeah, in there. Yeah, but
1: you can just, like, you, there's like a mound. Like, you can kind of see where it is. You can just walk over there and vacuum it. Like, you know, just vacuum up all the cool-looking spots and leave the rest of it alone. <laughs>
0: See, I suffer from severe OCD, so I was like, fuck, I have to get every grain of sand. I have to get every grain of sand, and that's what I did. I got mm. every grain of sand, and it took me a lot longer than I want to wasn't talk about. Worth
1: it. It wasn't but worth
0: it. I will say that being near the end, I can confidently say that Luigi's Mansion is going to be in the Game of the Year discussion for me. I just I fucking Very love good. this. Very good.
1: I can't wait to hear what you think of the ending. I mean, it's not it's not like shocking or- But it's just, it's just wholesome
0: and nice. Can we point out that the fucking game over screen is actually legitimately terrifying? Oh, it is. It's like
1: really, it's spooky. It's
0: dark. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Like,
1: good night. Luigi's trapped Mm. in a fucking,
0: you know, a silent prison void for all eternity. That's awful. Yeah. Uh, It's
1: like horror.
0: Yeah. It's really, then it's like, good night. I'm like, oh God, no, I don't like it. i don't like it it no i don't like it Yeah. um uh i would like to move on to uh if you guys don't mind to brandon because brandon i wanted to talk about the near uh the near automata raid in final fantasy 14 we did we did but i would like i would like you to
5: speak on that brandon and and by together i mean us and 22 (laughs) yes we did not shout
1: out to those 22 other people
5: we needed the carry I I mean, yeah what do you yeah, want to say about it like no it's,
0: just you know your thoughts on the music the actual like you know yeah the, the style of the uh, raid like
5: it does it lives up to the expectations right because it's like i i played near automata to prepare for the raid and everything so you you get it like it's it's ridiculously faithful like the assets are all there like the, it looks straight out of near automata which again near automata was not pushing graphical boundaries so fitting its assets into an mmo engine yeah <laughs> but yeah, anyway not like, hard at all. It, it's all there so the first what the first three bosses i think you you get like it's music straight from near
0: yep that the kind of kind of that, that opening mm-hmm. theme that you get uh as you're flying in on that first mission
5: yeah yeah it's so all wretched all weaponry are, while you're uh, is that the name of one is it the song? name of the track Y'all,
1: i have not played near automata myself mm-hmm. but boy have i listened to that soundtrack
5: <laughs> i'm looking it up real quick to see if it's one of them it should be yeah i'm like, losing
1: hope in my body and my so...
5: soul <laughs> and i'm here for I, I am here for reb singing no, no that song is not in the raid however there are, are you still, shitting me come there on. are still two more raids to come and one would hope that you know there's things that people are looking for that are not in this first one like let's say the opera boss was highly requested and would make perfect sense as a mm. raid boss because you do get angles like the gigantic ass big, I don't even know how to describe it because it's so big, but it, it's like one of the big set piece bosses from your automata is a raid boss. And he like slams, he breaks the ground, slams her whole party well, up and, the, and, people and like,
0: the way they're able to translate that into an MMO experience is so like, I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect, but He's they did it so faithfully, attacks. yeah.
5: Like, it's it's the boss, like, the Rock'em Sock'em Robots boss from the it's Automata. So it's so like, good! Where it turns into, like, a 2D fighting game for, like, you know, 30 seconds or whatever. But um it's that boss. And he does, like, like, he's, like, swinging his left arm across the left side of the field and then swings his right arm across the right side. So the mechanics do translate really well. Like, he's doing the same attacks from the game. And uh, it is a lot of fun it, it's long i mean it is a long raid yeah yeah on on tuesday morning when everyone was like brand new and didn't know what was going on or what to expect it took us an hour and 15 minutes i think for one oh run.
1: a raid that takes an hour mm, that's so long wow
0: <laughs> rabbit Re- her three-hour world of warcraft raids over here why uh, why would
5: anyone want
4: to do a three-hour raid
0: <laughs> i
1: don't know <laughs>
4: My, I mean, I've an I've done Destiny raids that take too long. like ten. No, <laughs>
5: did you that, say ten once, hours? When the
1: new raid comes out, I'm gonna be raiding three hours a night, two nights a week, and we will get done with the raid in like a month or two.
0: Oh God, no, no, no! Well, I mean, no.
6: That, I mean, yeah, it's repetitive.
1: No, that... We're like we're like clearing bosses over and.
6: Over. Uh, okay. Well, like yeah. Gradual.
1: Well, wait, it's a gradual <laughs> progression. Like you'll kill like three in one night and. Time you raid, you'll do like you'll start at the beginning again and you'll get like five this time because you'll be progressing on a new boss.
5: That's what's coming in the next patch for Final Fantasy is the ultimate raid, which is what takes like you need the highest gear possible and it takes the best players like a week or two to finish it.
0: Ooh. Oh, Brandon, can we, uh, Brandon, can you mention the, the greatest boss fight or the, Sorry, the greatest Brandon. boss fight track in the history of games?
5: Yeah, the uh, remix of Way to the World. Way to the World remix. That's is... literally
1: what I just sang and you told me it wasn't in the game.
5: What you said? I don't know. You said some other song. That's the song. Is Somebody that the, is that the one you were that's talking that's about? Is that the one you were talking about, Reb? No. That's "Way to the, world? Way to the,
1: the world. world."
0: No, "Wretched Weaponry." Yeah, no, wretched...
1: but I sang "Way to the World." Oh, you tell me I, it wasn't. I,
0: right? I, don't know the li- I don't know the. I don't. I don't know the lyrics of "Way to the World." I oh, just you know said, that you
5: it's fucking dope.
3: No, you call
1: yourselves near so, fans. So Nate. What have you been playing, Nate?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, like most other people that are uh, huge Nintendo fans, I've been playing Luigi's Mansion 3. Nice. Uh, not, not as much as everybody else. I haven't really had a lot of time, but um, what I have played, uh, I've really, really enjoyed, um, you know, rehashing everything already said by everybody else. Is It looks amazing. It sounds great. Its charm is 10 out of 10. I really like it. Um, I've also been doing... <laughs> uh another playthrough of bloodborne because i love suffering oh good good um, taste good taste man over here i i play it i play it with the whip and just listen to castlevania music and i dream of what could have been
0: i have um, been saying for years give me azaki a castlevania game
3: yeah did absolutely. you all
1: how did you feel about what was it lords of shadow i liked I it What it. it was the first one I was enjoy that night
3: uh, I didn't want to play it, so I didn't. <laughs> so that's sort of where I was at with that one. I, I okay. it didn't look um, like it was gonna be my thing. It was, it was. Uh, I don't know. I like my, I like my Castlevania and my my weird horror games to be a little bit more morose and a little less like bombastic, like that. I guess.
1: Fair enough. Uh, okay.
3: It kind of seemed a little God of Warish, like old God of Warish, to me at the time, and I, it just wasn't something I was personally down for. But I don't knock anybody that liked it.
1: No, fair Um, enough. I mean, I heard like the second and third games were the second was garbage. Yeah,
3: there was. I I, I was
1: curious because that I I, having seen clips of the game and not having played it, that seems like a kind of aesthetic if you wanted like Castlevania Bloodborne, but maybe not.
3: (laughs) Um, I've also been playing um, a weird uh, kind of, I guess, to like put it in a in a sort of disrespectful way, a Pokemon clone on Steam called Disc Creatures. Okay. And if you if you look it up, it looks like it's a Game Boy Color game, but there's some really interesting stuff going on. And it's because it's not super popular. It's kind of taking me back to playing early Pokemon games and not having the Internet to rely on of like, who's the best? Who who evolves into what at what level? And where do I go for the best items and stuff like that? Um, It's just a really it's a really charming game. I think it's made by like one person. but yeah, disc creatures. It's really, really, really fun. Kind of a Pokemon-esque game. Do not and... tell
1: any major gaming websites about it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> if it well, if it's close enough to a Pokemon clone, I don't know. If it'll get mon
3: mon Pokemon game, game is the is the okay. is the respectable way to say it. But oh. um, but yeah, and I've also like every night I play Mini Motorways uh, on Apple Arcade, the sequel, I guess, sequel to Mini Metro. And um, it's a really good, like, kind of unwind before bed game. And I'm getting like really good at it. I'm like in the top 200 of players <laughs> on a certain level. Which How is many
1: like, players are there?
3: <laughs> uh, 15,000 for that level, I think. Oh, or something like okay, that. Okay, that's really good. Um, maybe, maybe you can fact check me on that. But I'm in the top 200 for the the Dar es Salaam level. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Looking forward to Pokemon, but that's what I've been playing lately.
0: Dude, that's awesome. I'm, I I also am very much looking forward to Pokemon, and I've got that Friday off of work, so boom, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. I might even stream <laughs> that shit. Just yeah. a about- quick
2: question, quick question for people who've been playing uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. Obviously, there's not like lore that's building from title to title, but is Luigi's Mansion Three a good on point for new players? Yeah, yes, totally. absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Okay. But there's
4: but a, but no there, background at all. It's
0: no, like a good, not at all. I mean, there's cool. fucking ghosts and Luigi's got to sure. suck them up with a vacuum. You know, there, like I, that's- I haven't
4: played three yet, but like the first one very much was like a GameCube tech demo. Like it was fun and it was charming. Uh, and then the second one was a 3DS game that kind of was smaller scale and level based. And like Luigi's Mansion 3 is like, like expanding on what the GameCube one was a bit. So I think it's probably a very good entry point. Based on because I've I played the first two I haven't played three yet but
2: gotcha Justin while we're with you buddy what have you been playing this week I I know you've been like on a huge modern warfare kick and then you're getting ready for Death Stranding but
4: what's is that is it most of the modern warfare these days that's games? that's pretty pretty much it I, I've just kind of had a stressful week at work and it's been fun to just kind of zone out <laughs> with that for a while I think I'm like level eighty three in the multiplayer now Holy which shit. level fifty five is technically the level cap. <laughs> Uh, um, they have a weird system this year where like the after 55 levels reset, um, every season, but there's no season right now, but we can gain levels. I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah, I've been having a good time with it. Like the game has its problems. Uh, but I've just been wanting like a more simple modern shooter for a while. Um, and I think, you know, since a lot of games have moved away from that setting, um, that aesthetic and and also like more towards like really hardcore like esports and team based stuff like Rainbow Six Siege. Um, we haven't gotten a game that's really scratched that itch for me in a while, so I, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. But yeah, tonight I am preparing for Death Stranding. I'm jumping in right at midnight. I've got tomorrow off of work. I have the weekend off because um, I usually work Saturdays too. So um, I got my monster ready and
6: yeah. <laughs> i'm okay, gonna go cool. in
4: i'm no no it's got to be monster see i i've joked about this before but i feel like i accidentally willed that one into existence because i made a joke about like oh i'm gonna stock up on monster and marathon it this weekend and then tgs happened i'm like well what now i have absolutely have to do
6: it <laughs> what so
4: i'm want? looking forward to that um yeah so that that's basically it with me. i haven't been able to uh grab too many games lately i'm hoping in a few weeks uh you know with holiday sales and getting a couple more paychecks and i'll be able to i like luigi's mansion is high on my list i love the first two games um yeah. and i'm oh, hoping like- to i want to check out, out outer worlds i'm hearing really good things about that um i do have outer wilds which i have i've only played a little bit of um, but that's very cool so far. I just wasn't in the right mindset for it, so I'm saving it for a rainy day.
2: Well, and so so quickly before I, before I jump on, like justin, I, i'm I'm interested to see uh, so tomorrow I think is the first big uh, patch for modern warfare where they're actually adding like their first two free DLC maps uh, because this year there's no paid map content right. Correct. Okay. Yes. So tomorrow will kind of be the first test of like how that system works. And they haven't really detailed it, but I am curious to see what things pop up in their store. For people who haven't been following this game, there's a lot of reasons why you might not be. Um, but like, they have had a pretty like they've had a storefront, but there's like really not much in it except for like one yeah uh, one pack that goes to veterans, which is kind of nice of them. Yeah, but currently, currently the, the
4: what... only the only thing that you can buy in their store is just the ten dollar pack that gives you a ton of stuff and that money goes directly to the call of duty foundation which is a charity so currently right now it's actually and that's actually one thing i'm really liking about it it feels a lot like a last gen game yeah in terms of the content that the, that's there there's a lot of cosmetics you can unlock through playing the game Right, um, but, I, but
2: I think tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. might be our first test of like when they start tweaking that formula and maybe start bringing in some stuff. Yeah. In. as they add more maps, they're gonna want more ways to monetize. But yeah, I think so. like,
4: but yeah. current, um, yeah. So the patch tomorrow is also bringing some much needed weapon tuning. Um, it, yeah. that's been an issue. Uh, there's, like, two weapons that everybody uses because they're super, super overpowered. That's and I've been, it. like, forcing myself not to, which <clears> has been <throat> a struggle some nights. But, um, yeah, no, um, I'll check it out probably if I ever wake up from my Death Stranding coma this weekend. Hell yeah.
2: For every for you, Justin, for everybody else going into to a disconnected America <laughs> tomorrow, stay strong throw your piss and shit grenades and deliver
4: those fucking packages, all
0: right? <laughs> just don't Zach, trip.
2: You, don't fall over Zach, when you're what doing what have you been it? playing? Uh, just, just, I'll just keep it quick. Uh, last week, Battlefield finally released their Pacific map update. It's got Iwo Jima and then uh, something called Pacific Storm, which is a remaster or a reimagining of a map from Battlefield 4. Uh, they are like the two, it's, like the Pacific is like the big overhaul for Battlefield 5 uh the game has had a rough launch people who haven't been following uh the first year was just really really lackluster in terms of content and stability and like this patch over the last week has felt like it's like the game has found its footing um and what's so cool about it is like battlefield 5 has a lot of systems that are in play um but this feels like the first patch they're just like fuck it what if we just like added a bunch of really fun stuff um and the game just feels it's, it's way like it feels it feels somewhere between i don't know if people play battlefield 1943 on last gen consoles on xbox 360 and and, and ps3 but it feels somewhere between that and like battlefield
4: 4 nice Um, i i I really need to check out i really need to check out that update it was just poorly timed um for me yeah Uh, i mean honestly like because you know i'm a i'm a huge battlefield fan um yeah and you know this, but I've also been very disappointed by the support the past year and, <laughs> and right. stuff. Well, so, like, but I really want to check this one out because I've only heard great things.
2: Yeah, and like to keep it brief, like I think a lot of people know, uh, Dice has kind of just had this stroll where their first year of a game uh, this gen has just like not been good. Uh, like like Battlefront Two had like a terrible first year, especially out the gate, and that game is like thriving now with like a, like more players every month. I think was a stat they recently had. Uh, so, like, between, between Battle, or, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 and then now Battlefield 5, it seems like DICE is figuring it out, um, and then with some news that Reb talked about on the show a week or two ago, uh, Battlefield is getting more time in development for their next installation, so hopefully EA and DICE are figuring things out, um, but yeah, no, I've just been playing a lot of video games, uh, made by DICE, um, but, but yeah, that's it, um, I guess... We should talk about uh, some of the shakeups at Sony, both what's been going on for the last month and then the big news today. Um, Justin, I know you know a lot about it. Uh, Do you kind of want to get us started on that topic?
4: Uh, Sure. So um, uh, about a month or so ago, uh, Sean Layden abruptly was no longer in charge of uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment's worldwide studios. Um, We still don't know exactly what went on. Um, he just
1: tweeted it
4: out. Yeah, <laughs> just there, there out? was just the tweet from PlayStation, and that's been it. Um, so it seemed like Shuhei Ushida was going to continue on uh, in charge of Worldwide Studios as the, he had been beforehand and had been working with, um, you know, partnered with Sean Layden uh, to run those. But today uh, we found out that Herman Hulst of Guerrilla Games is actually being promoted uh, from director of of that studio to um, president of Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios, um, and Shuhei Yoshida is at, is going to be heading up a new um, indie outreach initiative um, to work with external developers and independent developers. Um, for me, as somebody that's followed you know the, both of these guys for a long time and like PlayStation and stuff for a long time, I'm actually quite pleased with this news um you know uh Herman Halls is somebody that has especially in the past several years made Gorilla Games a studio that has attracted a lot of talent and has become known as like a really good place to work um and you know he understands a lot of the technology and stuff that goes in uh into making games and stuff so i'm really excited to see what he does in that position and it's kind of strange to see somebody like Shuhei Yoshida move from being in charge of first-party studios to indie studios. It's really weird, I, right? I, early, like... Earlier this week, um, GeoCourt left, and that was actually the one that had, had me a bit worried because Sony has kind of moved pretty far away from their very indie-friendly image from early on in the current generation. But um, seeing somebody like um, Yoshida moving into that role is is really exciting um i i I think um he's somebody with a lot of knowledge and expertise to offer those studios and also like if you followed him on twitter and stuff it's kind of clear that that's where his interests have lied the past few years with a lot of indie games and vr titles and stuff like that so um and he seems very excited about this so um you know i'm i'm excited about the future of playstation with with this leadership i think i think they've made some good choices so far well
0: it's really weird because for sure. like for the past i mean I, years and years and years like shuhei yashida has been synonymous you know like basically synonymous with you know you know he's the head of playstation worldwide studio so it's it's this was quite the shakeup for me i'm with you i i think it's i i always think it's good to get new blood in um it's it's just that all of this kind of happened at once uh or at least or at least in quick succession and um, it was really, as somebody who has followed PlayStation for a long time, it was really jarring for me. Nathan, uh, I saw you nodding your head. What is your, what are your thoughts on all this, man? Because like, it's hard not to see this and, and or it, it's hard to see this and not think, you know, oh, mass exodus. Like, I know that's not the case, but it seem, but it seems like, it seems like everybody's leaving at the same time. And I, I don't know what to make of it.
3: Yeah. Much like Sean Layden. I wish I could just tweet and disappear as well, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it it's hard not to see it as like an ill omen, right? It's hard not to look at this and be like, everybody's jumping ship. Looks like everybody's jumping ship. Cause they don't like how stuff is looking, but um, you know, Sony knows what they're doing. They do. <laughs> like they, they, so I, I'm, you know, I, I am far from a, a business analyst or anything like that. But you know, it, it is hard not to read or hear a lot of these stories about this person who you know you've been hearing about for the past eight years or even longer or whatever. They're gone. We have no idea. Sean Layden's in a bunker somewhere. We have no idea where he is. Yeah. Um. It's it's hard to hear that stuff and say like. You know, well, it's probably fine, but it was probably fine (laughs) Um, there. The the next generation is going to. It it's going to change a lot of stuff in a lot of different ways that I think even a lot of us aren't even prepared to imagine yet, right? So stuff is there's a lot of change on the horizon and, you know, seeing these changes in in leadership and, and management and stuff like that is sort of indicative of those other changes coming, but it does feel like you know, like when I worked a retail job and like you know your district manager left, and a, you know the new dad came in, and there's different rules, and you're a little scared, so it's 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 it kind of has echoes of that well, but, yeah. and I,
1: I think I what, would back up
3: no red, please go ahead
1: I would back up Nate's point too, um just from the the perspective of an an industry novice um i my impression is that this is the kind of thing that happens around generational shifts just like mm-hmm. every time yes um and i think you sony certainly has seen the most of it at least from what we can tell right now but um microsoft is having that too there have been a lot of shifts at yep. microsoft the yeah. weird one i've noticed at microsoft is like everybody who founded mixer is gone now right as they're just dumping a bunch of resources into mixer that has mm. got yeah. me kind of wondering what's going on that's a different topic um but anyway yeah this is happening on the microsoft side i mean reggie um, granted yeah. that was after the Switch had launched, but the the time, this is like the perfect time for it, right? Because they have already been like Sony knows what the PS5 is. Like they haven't told us mm-hmm. yet. And yeah, there's still some shit they gotta, you know, organize in the you know remaining year. Like there's a reason it's not out now and it's gonna be out next year. Right. But the PS5, what it is and what it can do is basically set right now. We just don't know what it is. Like dev kits are in people's hands, maybe. I have no idea. They, um, yeah. So Whoever, all the people at the upper level at Sony have already directed the vision for Sony for the next 10 years with this console. Like they've already, you know, guided it and shaped it and done whatever. And so if they were going to make a career move of any kind, whether it's retirement, whether it's moving to a different position within the company, whether it's moving to a different company, starting your own thing, big new trend now, executives leaving giant companies, starting indie businesses. (coughs) Yeah, who'd have thought? But um, if you're going to do that, now's the time to do it. Yeah. And so that I think that is maybe not all of what we're seeing. Like I do I do agree that the weird Sean Layden tweet was a little out there, but I, I think most of this is easily explainable is just, yeah, you are gonna leave. Now's the time. Pass it for on sure. to the next generation and yeah. move on. For I sure. think um
0: I, I think what was most jarring for me is that, you know. If the PlayStation 4 was what was at the bottom of the barrel, wasn't doing well in sales, um, I think this news would be a lot less weird than it has been with these, you know, kind of like, you know, with one executive after the other leaving. But the fact I think, you know, and this is not indicative of, you know, oh, PlayStation 5's in trouble. I don't believe that for a second. PlayStation 4 is literally the second most uh successful console or console of all time at this point, which I think makes stuff like this even more jarring for me, even though I know that it's a period of transition and not some some you know rats fleeing a sinking ship. Uh at the same time, like it it you know when it happens to a company who's at the top of their game, it uh it, it, it makes it it just it makes it all the more weird for me. Justin, I know you had your hand up. I, 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 I we haven't gotten Zach's opinion on yet on this yet. No, and you're I, fine. I, are you sure Zach?
2: All all I was going to say is that I think Reb is absolutely spot on. Like I think that you know, and we just saw Mike Ybarra leave like two weeks ago and like things are moving so fast right now, especially in peak game season, that like we didn't even address that like Mike Ybarra left Microsoft who's in like their best position in years to go join Blizzard who was like at their low point in years. <laughs> uh, which is wild. But but I think Reb's absolutely right, which is just that like especially at Microsoft, but I'm sure it happens at Sony too, is you see these people who are in Pretty pretty high up executive positions with nowhere to go because like at, for, you know in Mike's in Mikey example, Bill Spencer's top dog, and you're right here under him, and there's nowhere to go, and so of yeah. course the only option yeah. is to leave. Um, and I also think if you're at Sony, uh, if you've if you've done a kick-ass job, you have like what the second most the second most successful console of all time now. Is yes. The PS4 is. Yeah. Where are you gonna go? There's nowhere to go at PlayStation, but also you, ha- you, your resume just looks like you just said, hey, look, we just had the most successful console this generation and the second best of all time. Like, your resume looks good as shit. Why would you not get out? I mean, right. but, but don't get me wrong. Like, I, I totally, like, the pawn thing at the end of September, that was fucked up. That was a little bit yeah. weird. Uh, but but today's news uh, with Herman uh, getting that, that swap is actually, like, I think, as Reb was saying, really good news. And then, Justin, I want to give it back to you. I want to know what you think about... Um, the the switch for Yoshida going over to to the indies thing um and then and then I'm happy to move on with with
4: the discussion I just want to know what you think of that uh yeah like I mentioned before I I'm actually really excited about that change um he seems very excited about it like I think people were initially like oh did they just demote um him but like if you look at his like twitter feed there's a ton of devs that are really excited about working with him he's really excited about it like um i think that's going to be really good and i think um having him move to it is kind of not so much like they demoted him but they're kind of promoting that position if that makes sense um i think it's a kind of a big like I think that's a pretty big public thing to show that hey, we need to do more with indies. Um, and I'm really kind of I'm really kind of excited to see where that goes. Um, especially because he also care cares a lot about VR and stuff too, which is also you know a part of Sony's strategy. Um, we know PSVR is going to continue to be supported in PS5. They um, they've talked about you know future headsets and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited about um, seeing where that goes because that kind of that was my biggest disappointment with sony was that move away from that indie focus that they had early in the generation um there was an interview with adam Boyd uh that really stuck with me um like i think it was back in 2013 where he or 2014 where he said you know indie developers are important because you know they might just be making something small today but you know down the line, they might want to come work at our studios. They might make the next, you know, big thing. And we want to have that good relationship with them from the beginning. Um, And they've really gotten away from that. And I, um, you know, Chu is somebody that is going to have that, you know, same kind of mindset and bring that back. So I I am very excited about that.
1: I would uh, just agree with both Justin and Zach here and point out that when, Again, novice industry person here, so I'm probably talking at least somewhat out of my ass, but my understanding of what big executives do, like when you are, as Zach says, on the top of the top and like don't really have anywhere better to go, you do one of three things. You either stay there and retire if you're close to retirement age, which, you know, some people do, you leave and start your own new thing. Um, which again some people do or you go somewhere else to maybe a less prestigious position but that position will be one that will give you the opportunity to shape some sort of project that is meaningful to you and I think that's something we might be seeing I mean I don't know I'm not super in tune with what kinds of things Shuhei Yoshida would want to be doing or Mike Ibarra, but I think it's plausible in both of those cases that it's somebody who is like in a very secure, prominent position, seeing something that they care about in some form and one and having an opportunity to shape it. I the Mikey Bar thing at Blizzard, I think that's what that is. Also really curious as to how that's going to play out, because
4: yo, yeah, that, that timing, Barra. that timing is rough. I mean,
1: I have a a joke queued up somewhere about how that's actually kind of a perfect fit in a way, but I'm not going to deliver it on this podcast.
2: No, but I... Yeah, I guess I'll keep it vague and just say that, like, Mikey Barra has said some things in the past that are eyebrow-raising, and I guess that fits with Modern Blizzard uh, Protocol. So uh, <laughs> That's a pretty yeah. good transition, That's anyway. That's a great
0: like... segue. Wow. What is
4: Modern
1: Blizzard yeah, Protocol, speaking,
2: yeah, I, It's almost like I totally meant to do that. That's um, beautiful. So, anyway, last weekend was BlizzardCon, and it's really cool that Blizzard could just have a convention for fans Blizzard talk about their games, Con. and, like, there was no controversy. Everyone was really happy going okay, into down. it, but you know. Um, Yeah. No. Uh, Dad, decided... did you
1: call it Blizzard Con?
2: Yeah, it's, it's Blizzard Con. <laughs> it's Blizzard Con. It's Blizzard
0: Con.
6: Blizzard.
2: No, I'm, to, I'm, to fucking, Blizzard I'm Blizzard down with that. It's
1: Blizzard, Blizzard Con. Convention. Listen,
2: listen. I had a, a big, full glass of tequila, and it's now Blizzard Con. Uh,
6: <laughs>
2: yeah. So, so I guess I guess to keep it to keep it brief, like top level, in case somebody has been living under a rock or someone's listening to this a year from now for some bizarre reason, um, we've just come out of a period in which. Uh, Blizzard has come down pretty hard uh, on a Hearthstone player uh, who who made some pro Hong Kong uh, protest uh, remarks after winning a, a like a like a regional tournament, right? Uh, and they they banned him, and then they kind of walked it back and said, okay, we're going to give him his money back. And then six months, uh, and then they kind of at BlizzardCon, kind everyone, of BlizzCon BlizzCon, uh, they went out on stage and said, you know, we acted too fast. We didn't talk to you, and that was a mistake. But they never explicitly said what they were doing. Um, a lot of our, can, qu- can I talk yeah. about
1: that very briefly no, and then we you, you on might, the- if you
2: have it better stuff. than me, please take it,
6: please. Well, I
1: just, I have the article queued up and I just want to point out Jalen Brack got up on stage. He opened blizzard con with this. He got up on stage. Um, and he, uh, he had us, it, it was like about a two minute long speech where he, he did apologize. He didn't apologize for anything substantial. He apologized for what he referred to as blizzard's tough hearthstone esports moment. Um, which <laughs> as as Imran pointed out, just sounds like he's apologizing for a heated gamer moment, which I yeah. really <laughs> yes. fucking
6: love that comparison. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, he he basically what he really apologized for is for moving too quickly in their decision making and not informing everybody of what was going on, which is not actually apologizing for what they did. Uh, he then went on and basically said that they were um open, you know, they were they welcomed people to express themselves at BlizzardCon. Uh, which he was he didn't he never he never said blitzchung he never said hong kong in the speech and he didn't specifically say this but he was he's very clearly referring to the fact that a bunch of people showed up to protest and i think that this this whole speech is one like, like morally terrible like ethically just not great but i do think it was a really unfortunately smart business move because what he yep. did is he he towed the line like very very smartly i mean activision blizzard knows what it's doing most of the time um he he got up there and he he gave some kind of speech with an apology in it so again i think i think it was shitty but he did apologize for something and so some people were placated in that way and then he also said if you still want to protest go ahead we welcome you we appreciate all forms of expression when they're not done on our official channels and so he basically took the wind out of the sails of any protests that were going to be there by just saying yeah we're cool with it we're not going to get mad we're not going to kick you out and create more martyrs And as a result, I mean, I was expecting a lot more, but aside from a couple little bits from some people who were on the show floor, there really wasn't a lot of coverage or anything about protesters at BlizzCon, aside from, yeah, they were there. Um, As we'll talk about here in a minute, there were enough good announcements that I think people just sort of decided they were willing to forget and... Um, there's nothing to talk about from the Active Blizz financials today, but I will point out that not a single investor asked about the Blitzchung incident, which
0: shows so, uh, you what they course, care yeah. about. Of course, right? Like, I, I don't think anybody should have been expecting anything different. I, I mean it. When I say that until I see the ban lifted, or until I see an actual apology from Jay uh, from Jay Allen Brack, uh, I will not be purchasing Diablo 4 And I love the Diablo series, but I mean,
1: you got an apology,
0: John. That's not an apology though. Like that's (laughs) that was that's that was
1: that's that was a
3: yeah. uh, Nathan, no, Nathan, please. It was it was a we're sorry you're mad apology. Exactly. It was exactly. it It was some limp dick bullshit, and it was only one of the like you know two or three things that you could even be mad at blizzard about and you know they they later they later followed it up and said that like well it it wasn't necessarily that it was hong kong if you said anything political we would have gotten you in trouble when it's like okay so if the pro overwatch team florida mayhem has like a pride themed like clothing like thing that they do in their in their store like you can buy like florida mayhem like pride themed jerseys and stuff that's 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 he okay. He was
1: wearing a pride pin on his lapel as yeah. he said this.
3: Limpy political
1: Bullshit. jackass. Well,
0: and the, like the the, the the craziest thing about this shit is that fucking he didn't mention Hong. Not only did he not mention Hong Kong once, the ban wasn't lifted. Like they specifically said we're not lifting the ban. Like so, like what what the fuck? So how sorry positive? are you? Like yeah, how sorry can you be? And and when you combine that with just like. Some of the Overwatch 2 shit that has come out since then, like I, I've got a really good example of this. So so and this is an article uh, from Kotaku written by Nathan Grayson. Uh, he says Overwatch currently is 31 playable heroes. One of them is a gorilla from the moon. Another is a hamster and a mecha ball. None of them are black women this has led to a series of increasingly exasperated pleas from fans over the years to little avail. Now, finally, Blizzard has confirmed the existence of an upcoming black woman hero Sojourn, but she's not joining the roster until overwatch two, a game with no release date. And the question was asked, why now? Like, like why just, why a whole new game? Like why haven't we had uh, a, 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 black woman hero uh, until now. And according to Blizzard, (laughs) it's for story reasons. And I'm like, Great. Wait, wait, hold, wait, hold on. Like,
3: I, Overwatch
1: I, doesn't have a story. Bitches. There's no fucking story.
3: May, like, May somebody, met Reinhardt in the trailer for Overwatch too. Somebody that like, somebody,
4: somebody pointed out that yeah, like, I I would almost I almost buy it if it was something that actually did have a really focused story. However, if you look at the official like Overwatch oh, timeline that. on their website. It establishes that literally nothing has happened between nothing. the launch trailer for Overwatch one and the beginning of Overwatch two.
6: <laughs> the story <laughs> like, of Overwatch
0: like, is literally like a bunch of a bunch of superheroes and a gorilla got together. And we're like, "Yo, we need to get this card from one end of the parking lot to the other." Like that's that's the <laughs> fucking storyline. That's the fucking storyline of Overwatch. Like, Can like
2: I, okay. Like really quick, because I, 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 first of all, everything you're saying is totally legitimate, but I think there's something that's worth addressing, because it actually delegitimizes the actual criticism around this. Uh, like a lot of commentary in the week since uh, both Diablo and Overwatch 2, people said, so so I guess the overarching thing is that Blizzard is like, hey, these games are far out even by Blizzard standards, and that has reacted like that has brought around a reaction from people who are saying things like, well, you're just using this as like, oh, to make us get over this thing you did wrong. And, like, I do want to push back on that, because, like, that's obvious bullshit. Like, you don't... Like, no matter how, like, like extra and unnecessary Overwatch 2 would look so far, like, you don't pull that trailer together in a week and a half after you're fucked no. up. Like, oh, they, they, no, no,
6: Like, yeah, that is always
4: 4. coming. And like response, I just, Sorry. Uh, no, I think it's good. more of a response to last year's BlizzCon than 100%. it is... uh yes. Hearthstone. Because last year was when the whole Diablo Immortal shit blew up, which I... L- which was pretty unfair to the developers and stuff, but, like, this was their, like, mea culpa for that, like, hey, guys, we're still doing the big games. That you-. So, go on, Zach.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, was, I, I was, like... Actually,
4: I, oh, go ahead, Rep.
2: Sorry. No, you were talking. No, all I was going to say is that, like, one of the frustrating things I've seen this week, and honestly, like, there's a lot of frustrating things around this topic because, like, I, yeah. I agree that, that Blizzard has done a shitty job, but I also think that, like, somewhere hidden in the background, people who are, like, trying to ride this anger also have some, like, weird, like xenophobic like super racist shit that they're also like trying to co-op this anger with. So I just want to like couch this carefully, which is to say that like there are reasons to be really mad at Blizzard. They did a terrible job apologizing here. They've been working on these trailers for a long time. This is not their trailers do not exist to make you uh uh get over their fuck up. You should still be mad about the fuck up. And also uh, I, I just wanted to quickly add, have you guys seen the people who have been asking Blizzard to turn back on their deactivated accounts? You No, I'm not seeing that. No. There, like, there was like this viral tweet where somebody had submitted a support ticket to have their account brought back for Overwatch because they wanted to play the Halloween thing, and they were like, and if I could have my skins back, that would be great. Um, so, but I, I, I guess I just wanted like to do that. Game top, with, like the
4: Modern Warfare 2 uh, Steam group where yeah. everyone was online uh,
6: <laughs> yeah, he's real fucked I, up.
1: I, yeah, yeah, i I agree. i i think I think this whole thing has been I think it's been an interesting study in a lot of things for the games industry. It's definitely as sort of shown by i i I agree with what you're saying that no, Blizzard didn't just throw these trailers together in a month and a half to you know get everyone to forget about the Hong Kong thing. I do think that nonetheless, it was very effective in making a lot of people forget about it. They'll
3: welcome the reaction.
1: Yeah, and I think they knew that. I think they knew that they had this coming, and if they were able to just kind of write it for the month and just, you know, only say what was absolutely necessary and get here, then, you know, Mr. Brack could get up on stage and deliver his apology. Oh and, yeah. uh, and you know everything will be fine. And I think it is. I think I think yep. now we can say this is basically blown over. The people who are mad about this will continue being mad about this, and the people who are not a lot of people are not mad anymore. And most people forget about it until we get to the year end roundups of fuck ups, which will include things like THQ Nordics AMA on Eight Chan and a lot of Randy Pitchford. So Holy there's a lot all- that
6: was this year. That was, this was all this year? year. Oh. 2019 has been a.
0: 2019 sure. has yeah, like, been a fucking it's been, ride. It's been a year.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's been a mess. I I don't think we should let Blizzard forget this. I also think it's fair to also be excited about the things they announced because those things were made by not Jay Allen Brack. Um they were made by developers who are doing good work and many of whom are upset about and did, and had nothing to do with the Blitzchung decision 100%. And who are upset about it and Absolutely. they made really good things. And I I think you you have to like you have to kind of reckon with yourself and you have to have a conversation with yourself because that we are in an era where a lot of art turns out to have been made by really shitty people. And the art is still good, but the people were shitty and you have to like, like sort of reckon with that. In video games, it gets even more complicated because so many people worked on it and the vast majority of those people probably aren't shitty. So it's it's really hard to sort of reckon with, you know, how you want to consume art. And I don't fault anybody who is still boycotting Blizzard. I still haven't decided yet if I want to go back to WoW or not when the new raid comes out. It's a hard decision for me that I'm going to have to figure out how to make. But I also don't blame you if you were really kind of excited for some of the shit they showed. Can we talk about some of the shit they showed?
0: Please, sure. yeah. Without, like,
1: without you know, undermining the fact that they still fucked up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, let's separate that for a minute.
2: Yeah, really quick. Uh, I want to, Nate, like, do you, I, I just want to see, Nate, do you have any topics on, like, anything within the whole, the, the drama here? And then also I just want to see, like, what, if anything, from, from BlizzCon uh really
3: BlizzCon
2: piqued your interest (laughs)
3: um so me personally i haven't been playing uh blizzard games for a long time i used to play overwatch a lot but there was some uh like i'm not cool with um how they handle toxicity uh especially from their pro players um Mm. it's it's a big personal thing but now i'm like even more justified in not playing because you know i'm I'm definitely one of the folks that's just like well fuck them i don't i don't want to play their games really anyhow um That said, you know, I am more interested in Diablo 4 than I've ever been in the Diablo um, series. It's never really, despite my, like, I listen to a lot of metal music and I lean that way pretty hard, but, you know. (laughs) But, you know, Diablo's never really, really uh, grabbed me. But this trailer... I was like, well, okay, let's let's kind of see what you got. But again, I I probably won't because of my stance on other things. But, you know, the 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 CG trailers for their games are always good. It's hardly newsworthy that they did another good one. Right. Right. Um, But, you know, for folks that are excited for these series, you know, WoW, Overwatch and Diablo, like there's a there's a lot of cool shit to look forward to. If you're if you're still in the market to to play these games
6: for sure.
4: For sure. Justin, what's up, buddy? Can we talk about how weird the release for Overwatch 2 is?
3: Yeah, it's, it's so weird. it's yeah. It's weird. It's um, really strange.
4: So, my understanding, please correct me if I'm wrong because I've read several articles that have thought they've had it straight and I'm all of them have said slightly different things. So, my understanding that is Overwatch 2 is going to be released as a standalone game. Yes. However, all of the cosmetics from Overwatch One will carry over if you yes. played Overwatch One.
0: I mean, that's pretty cool. And
4: over, yeah, that is that is very cool. Um, I I do like that. Um, and also Overwatch One's multiplayer is going to get updated to include the new content, except so, for the PVE mode.
1: So, the so, so new heroes, new yeah, heroes. So new Reb, Reb is probably yeah.
2: better equipped to say this than me. But my understanding, everything I have read, is that if if you have Overwatch One, you will get everything that comes in Overwatch Two except for PVE. Which means that if you want if you want PVE content used by Overwatch Two, if you're cool with just sticking with the new maps, new characters, all PvP stuff, you can just keep Overwatch One, and that's the game for you. Like to me, it's a it's a glorified expansion with the two attached to it. Reb, is that is that what you understand it an That's
1: not my understanding, but I just oh. but I just listened to the announcement. I didn't listen to all the mini interviews afterward. I'm about ready to go look it up and I'll come back and tell you what it actually okay. is. But okay. I just want to throw in here that the fact that we're all confused about this means somebody fucked up.
2: Right? Yeah. It, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, to me, to me, like I guess like the biggest thing to me, and, and based on my understanding of what it is, is it reminds me of like Fortnite's recent Chapter Two pivot, which ended up like getting a ton of PR, and then it, it's immediately kind of fallen off the mainstream yeah. topic of what we're talking about, which is like the, the
4: one. The one thing I haven't been cleared on, and um, like Sam Tolbert in chat mentioned it, that says there's engine improvements and new graphics in Overwatch Two. I haven't been clear if that's going to make it to Overwatch One or not. Um cuz if that's true i almost wonder if it's more of a way just to monetize upgrades for uh, like ps5 and uh, yeah. xbox scarlet um because totally. if it's just like hey you can play you know you can play some of the new content and you know at ps4 level but if you want like the ps5 graphics you're going to you're going to buy overwatch 2
6: um, yeah
1: okay so i just came back that is correct but everything that you all have said is correct so far so yeah basically overwatch 2 is a separate game um it's the only new thing is the pve mode and then the updated like visuals and kind of like okay. spark the thing i think the leveling up is also unique to overwatch 2 um you can level up in multiplayer in that game um i like your characters like individual heroes i don't think that's coming to overwatch one but like the the new heroes the new cosmetics there's a new mode with a robot that pushes the payload because nobody else wants to do it (laughs) um like all that will be added to the original overwatch and and according to a one jeff kaplan who by the way i hope that man's okay what
2: are you talking about his no go on sorry
1: i just i hope he's okay he seemed a little uh he seemed a lot on stage, um, but he said to PC Gamer that, or Kotaku, sorry, he said, "I'm reading PC Gamer." He said to Kotaku um, that there's going to be a point where the Overwatch and Overwatch Two clients will merge into one game, and so really, Overwatch really and also a hard
2: sell on that one, but yeah,
1: so like, and they're also they're cr- it's crossplay, so Overwatch is playing Overwatch yeah. players are playing in multiplayer with Overwatch Two players, so really, the old, basically it's a it's a sixty dollar expansion, PVE yeah. expansion.
6: Yeah.
1: yeah. And Come the, on, what I, and So what TV I was going to say, when you said,
2: when you said, is, is Jeff okay, uh, I would say that at BlizzCon, they gave his name title Jeffrey. So that's what I thought, which is what made me think, you know, he was trying to class it up a little bit.
1: Oh, no. Like BlizzardCon. BlizzardCon. Like Definitely, Jeffrey Kaplan right. at BlizzardCon <laughs> said.
3: Yes.
6: Yes.
1: Oh, no, he just seemed, he seemed very, I, I mean, I don't know, I haven't seen him a lot on the stage. He seemed like a lot... Uh, he mentioned, and I saw in a couple interviews too. I think he was real upset about the leaks. Like, um, he oh, was, word. I think he was. I think he was like genuinely kind of upset about them. Like, basically, basically all of Overwatch Two. I mean, yeah, the details were fuzzy. because the details talk were talk still about fuzzy. About but like the whole thing, the whole thing leaked, and I think he was upset about it. And then I guess there was like a talk at one point where they were like, "Hey, do you know when this is coming out?" And he's like, "I don't know. Don't ask me." <laughs>
4: yeah, they they yeah. they've made all these games sound like like I think Diablo Four. They said it's gonna be a while even by blizzard (laughs) standards yeah which means that game's like four years out uh and and then for overwatch 2 they said well we're pretty sure we're still going to be talking about overwatch 2 at blizzcon next year so um, also
1: everyone in chat calling me on my bullshit right now you're right we don't know it's 60 dollars. it could be less than that we don't know the price true like
0: i'm just happy that somebody else is getting called in their bullshit other than me so i'll take it
4: the other thing that's kind of a bummer is like I'm actually somebody who's really liked like all the um, extra lore and story stuff they've done for Overwatch. And when people were like, you know, when we first started hearing the rumors that it was going to have, you know, PVE stuff, but like multiplayer stuff was going to be combined and stuff, I was thinking there was going to be like a big story campaign, which actually would have gotten me really excited. But it turns out it's just like, basically the same little PvE events that we've had in Overwatch that aren't great just now with some extra loot and, like, mechanics and stuff. Skill tree now, right? Yeah, like, I mean, there's they're a little bit more in-depth, but, like, like, they're still kind of disappointing. Yeah, like, like, I I really, like, I honestly, if it had been, like, a full, like, single-player campaign, I would actually be very very excited for overwatch too um i was really bummed when i started reading the impressions of what the pve mode is
3: yeah but they haven't done like a, a single player game like that like it's not really cost effective for them to make a a campaign like as awesome as as it would be um you're gonna get people playing it for the 10 to 15 hours that it's gonna last and then that's it they would rather have you you know be like i think overwatch is in season 19 right now like they want Holy they gosh. want that they want that skin money for season 20 of overwatch 2 right so yeah,
4: yeah. I I really fa- that's what that's always just an argument that really bums me out especially when it comes yeah. to first person shooters i i love first person shooter campaigns Time and like 2. this is, oh yeah obviously Hell yeah. I, like this is the thing that like really bums me out as more and more stuff goes games as a service i'm not opposed to service based game but like if you look at it from just like pure business perspective making something that isn't a service game isn't cost effective you have more money for voice actors animators motion capture writers like and this is something that's a lot more finite and like complete making good single player content is expensive uh making good multiplayer content. i mean they're obviously it's still expensive but maybe not to the same extent and you oh, can really get some return yeah. you get some yeah return it's with much that.
3: cheaper yeah For sure like, Sorry, like,
4: red go ahead you oh right. yeah sorry even name's here sorry the hand
2: the hand blended in <laughs>
1: my 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 same colored sweaters over here yeah a
2: little bit a
6: little bit sweaters
1: sweater pins um yeah i i think i'm I'm thinking about writing a piece on this soon but i think something i've noticed that's interesting is that we're not a couple years ago we had the whole industry conversation where we're like oh no single player's dead it's done and the the kind of pushback was that no it's not um but i think it is interesting that we're seeing single player games increasingly in the hands of either platform holders or people who can get backing from platform holders um, because they have the money to throw around. Like they can afford to invest in that because it will, sing, strong single player experiences will draw people to their hardware and then they'll stay for the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is their effective, that's effectively their service model. Or indies who aren't going to have the budget for mocap and voice actors and all those other million things, but they can make like a tight story based experience um, centered, you know, in, in some other kind of form that's in a, in a different kind of budget where they would not necessarily have the budget to run a whole live game for years and years and years and have it be effective. However, what we are seeing is we're seeing the, the AAA publishers the ones that don't have a hardware platform but are AAA so like EA Activision Blizzard Take 2 uh Ubisoft they're increasingly moving to not just a lot of live service games but almost exclusively live service games even like the single player games among them I mean yeah there's a few like you can call them out like Titanfall we mentioned earlier but like um even like Assassin's Creed is now a live game Assassin's Creed Odyssey was basically like one of the most profitable things for Ubisoft last quarter and that I think of Assassin's Creed as like a single player story mode but no, people play that shit as a live game. So, it's I, I think it's interesting to see that. I need to think harder about what that actually means, but it's and, uh, it's interesting.
4: And also uh, for the Oh, yeah, sorry John. I didn't see your hand.
0: No, it's well, fine. I just uh, um I I want to see if we can start to wrap this one up and move into our questions block. Uh, John, because, you
4: completely cut out.
0: Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, we sorry, sorry uh, that's weird. Is that better? Is that
1: better? Yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: Okay. No, I just I wanted to see if we could if we could uh, start wrapping this topic up to move
3: into our questions block. Well, um,
1: Nate. Nate had their hand up. Oh,
3: please, Nate. Go ahead. Um, well, my the one thing I was going to say is that I remember seeing on a video from, uh, um, like, a video essayist named Super Bunny Hop that he was saying that Activision Blizzard makes a, like almost over half of their money on these microtransactions and cosmetic things like oh, that, yeah. right? And you can't really do that in a single-player game, right? So it makes sense that they, you know, were pushing. Bungie to kind of turn their game into something that it wasn't. And that's why Bungie ended up leaving. But my main like my one question that I came up with while we were talking about this is like if these games are so far out and everybody in the world hates Diablo Immortal, what are we going to talk about next year? Is it just like we still have we have more like here's more gameplay demos of Overwatch 2 that looks a lot like Overwatch 1 or here's you know Diablo 4 I know a lot of people are you know looking forward to more looks at Diablo 4 but you know if you're going to have Blizzard convention uh you're <laughs> there people that are going to go there and buy tickets there um they they're going to want to be there for big announcements and um I'm not saying that there isn't anything to say to show I'm I'm legitimately asking like what can we what could we I'm not I mean, asking for speculation on like what games, but like, what are what are we going to be doing these next two years while there's no like big announcements? I mean, I
4: think I think next year, like they could use, hey, play Overwatch 2 on next gen console
1: mm, would be something yeah. that would
4: get people to go there. Like it would be there like because that would be probably a couple months before the consoles launch, probably be one of the first times people could get their hands on, you know, new controllers, new systems, um, and you know, have Overwatch two kind of as a headlining title.
1: Do you yeah, th- I think th- also Warcraft three is supposed to come out next year. Yeah, the remastered th- one, right? There are always like the staples every every Blizzard con of like the WoW the new WoW expansion will come out next year. So next Blizzard con will be okay. Here's going to be the first patch in the next raid. Like that'll be and the WoW people mm-hmm. will go nuts for that. They always do. I imagine they will also. I, I would suspect they maybe reveal that they're doing Burning Crusade for WoW Classic next year.
6: Mm.
1: Like, that would still be, a, like, a year out at that point, but that, sure. I think, would be a reasonable thing to reveal. So, yeah, there's plenty. Yeah, They always find something.
2: Well, and, like, just, just to Justin's earlier point that, like, if one of their marketing schemes like i shouldn't say schemes that's a loaded word if one of their marketing <laughs> phrases is that they're going to have improved visuals that to me is an obvious key off that we are, will be seeing this for next gen and so like, I, I think it's his point is 100 percent that like hey like things are vague right now about what's included in overwatch 2 and some of that's unintentional and maybe some of that's intentional and like I think a lot of people might end up buying Overwatch 2 that didn't need to buy Overwatch 2, and maybe that's just way too early to say, and maybe that's – but I guess what I'm saying is Justin was right. It, like This thing exists to sell you a next-gen upgrade even if there is no real necessary thing for an up- for a next-gen upgrade. That that feels unfair of me. Maybe I'm being mean now. John, should we go to community questions? Maybe yeah, let's uh,
0: let's pivot over to, uh, to questions, and um... – our first one was from @hypecaster on Twitter. So it's a two-part question, and I'm going to ask the second part of the question because this really intrigues me. Uh, how much would you have to be offered to sell one of your pinky toes? Cold hard cash. Don't front. Everyone has a price.
3: Hmm. Ten million. Ten million uh, for a pinky toe. That's high.
1: Question. I,
3: I want to quit my job. <laughs> Let's go.
1: <laughs> Do I have to cut it off myself?
3: Can ooh, I get- it's
6: scary, or is it just ooh. gone? Can I-
1: can I get put, uh, like, can I go through a procedure where I'm put on someone rem- safely, cleanly, bandages the, wo- like, uh, in a hospital, they take care of it for me, and it just gets... Can cold? I weigh
2: in? Yes, yes please. On the rules. I think that you don't have to do it yourself, but you are not put under, you have to be awake.
3: And sober.
1: Why? Okay. Why are you adding these dumb caveats to this quest?
3: Because... Who wants my toe? I think it
1: adds a cool, I think it adds a cool money element to it. Because... It because I would... Like, 300 bucks. I would up the price to pay to be put under.
2: <laughs> you mean decrease your price?
0: Yeah, you would You would pay... You would use part of the money you were getting to have yourself right, put okay, under sorry, anesthesia. I mean, yes. No, yeah. you're okay. So, Reb, yeah. what's the amount then?
6: Yeah, for both mm. versions.
1: Let's see, okay. Hold on, I need to think about how much I have in debt.
2: Justin,
4: do you have an off... Do you have a shooting from the hip estimate on your toes? I mean, it, if they put me under... <laughs> You could probably get it for, like, 500 bucks. I don't get <laughs> I was
6: going to say... Like, hey, gonna say Love Justin's yourself. a
4: humble man.
6: No, I mean, I'm with if
4: Justin. I wasn't put, if I wasn't getting put under, we'd have to go into negotiations. But, like, if they're putting me under and, like, I'm getting taken care of... <sighs> I was going to... I'm totally with Justin, which is that if
2: I'm put under, it might take me a couple of days to notice it's gone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I'd probably go for, like probably go for like six thousand if i was put under okay that would pay pay off all my debt like at the moment any other any amount it would pay and also give me a little for savings on top of that and i'm at like kind of a point where amounts of like my paycheck is important and like the money i get is important but any amount of money that doesn't take care of my debt is like not necessarily helpful to me yeah so yeah like just pay, pay that off give me some money for savings put me under yeah sure
0: I don't need anesthesia. I don't need to be put under. Give me fifteen thousand dollars and a and a meat cleaver that I can stick in a fireplace for a while and a hammer, and I'll take care of it myself. I'm still the a hammer
2: familiar. feels extra and unnecessary.
0: No, 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 because no,
6: because here's the thing. It would also cause no,
0: damage. At, no, it wouldn't. No, fucking cl- boom, clean a, a a clean cut. You don't run With the risk. Yeah. No, 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 no. A meat cleaver to press jet to put gently on top of the toe and you just slam it down with oh, a mallet. That you like hammer the cleaver. The
2: extra yes. Toe. That seems like a good way to get an extra toe. No. Uh, Nate, tell, talk to me, Nate, talk to me about your toes. <laughs>
3: this, is to- of, this is one of those streams. Tell us about those feetsies. Uh, no, man, it's, it's got to be enough. to. I, I figure if somebody's buying my toe, they really want it. So it's really it's really their toe to lose, right? So um if they're if they're really a a, a a a pinky toe up connoisseur, they're they're gonna be they're gonna have that money, in my opinion, in this fictional reality. So it's gotta be ten million, something I can live I off like... of for basically forever, buy an apartment in downtown Chicago and and just kind of just fuck off.
1: Sounds nice. <laughs> I, I you have the right I idea.
2: Like Nate, this is like our first interaction through podcasts, and, and and you know we've had little Twitter things, but like through interaction, this is our first podcast, and I like to know you value yourself a lot more than many of us do. That's it really good. Me. Yeah, it's great. I'm happy for you.
3: You can like you can have it. You gotta pay me though. <laughs> sure.
2: Sure, fine, take it from me. John, do we have any more? John, not- I was
1: taking left? off my headphones because you were talking about in graphic detail about taking a meat cleaver to your toe. Holy shit.
6: Far for man. the course. Yeah,
1: I mean, how else do you get the toe off, right? I don't wanna uh, know. like I don't want no, to know. I don't want to know. no John,
2: let's go to less feet related uh, topics.
0: I'm just saying. I'm just I don't saying. Know. I, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not going to say. I, I I'm not gonna say. tell you. I did, but I'm I'm not gonna say anymore. <laughs> that's just my preferred method. That's I'm not gonna all. say it twice. That's all. Just all I'm saying is that's my preferred method. Uh, next question from at tpa's one one seven. You always talk about video games, but I want to know what other hobbies you have. Does someone build model train sets? Does someone brew beer? What else are you proud of in your life? Reb, I would love you to start this one off.
1: Oh, I have a lot of hobbies. That's really nice of you. Um, I've cooked through two entire cookbooks. I'm a terrible cook, but I enjoy doing it. Um, I, you mentioned beer brewing. I've, I've made mead now. I guess that's now sort of a hobby. Um, I like to garden. I don't have a garden anymore. Ever since I moved into an apartment, I really miss gardening, but I'll probably have some potted plants next year. And I'm excited about that. Um, I try to read a book every month. I wish I wrote more fiction. So I was going to do national novel writing month, but I ended up not having the time this month, which is okay. And, um, what else do I do? I do yoga. That's fun
0: uh i um I, by the way reb gave me a recipe for what sounds like an amazing uh pork chop dish and reb i'm cooking that shit up this weekend like it's, i'm
1: excited to hear because i'm pretty sure you're a better cook than me excited to hear uh,
0: i, I reb, i've seen the shit that you cook there's no fucking way you're i'm a better i'm cook not than a you good are. cook
1: i'm really really mediocre i
0: <laughs> literally refuse to believe that those but pies look too good I, to be yeah mediocre. no yeah i yeah oh, i'm with nate thanks. on this one
1: thanks yeah. you too
0: um so uh my hobbies uh, outside of games uh I love physical fitness uh I I love working out it's kind of it's not even just a physical thing for me it's a mental thing it just puts me in a good headspace I love world history uh I'm a huge history buff um I especially World War 2 history and um and any ancient uh, any ancient battle uh you know from Mesopotamia to uh to, you know, I, I, just, I love it. I, I love, I love, uh, I love, uh, uh, antiquity basically. Um, so I'll, I'll read when it comes to world history, I'll read it. Uh, and, uh, beer and whiskey. I'm a beer and whiskey connoisseur. Um, so I do a lot of tastings. Uh, I have a lot of different opinions on beer and whiskey. I can tell you all about mouthfeel and notes and flavor, uh, and, uh, acidity and, um, yeah, love it. I, I love that stuff. And, uh, and my dogs, I love my dogs. I love my dogs so much. But yeah, as far as hobbies go, those first three are are probably my uh, my big ones. Who wants on? Real next?
1: quick, sorry. Chat was asking earlier. Confirmed uh, by a developer of some sort that Ouija tastes like coffee. Sorry yep. about that. Please continue. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I did hear that's canon. That is canon. Sorry.
0: I I did want to I did want to point to so uh, Peachy and Chat wants a quick word on the risotto. I do make an amazing creamy mushroom risotto that takes about an hour to make. Uh, you know, you, you got to use head. No, oh, no, 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 no. You haven't had my risotto, my friend. Uh, it takes about an hour to cook, constant stirring. You got to add that chicken, that, that bone broth slowly. You got to add that stock slowly. You got uh, a lot of butter, uh, some onions, some parsley, uh,
3: and just oh, it's it's so fucking good. Sorry, John. Um, anyway. constant
2: stirring and worth it are antonyms. No, Faith, tell me about your hobbies.
3: It's not cooking. I'm 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 way lazy when it comes to cooking, and uh, I, I I'm also vegan, so I order a lot of things and and I do a lot of microwave meals and just simple frozen stuff for me. Uh, fruits and veggies too. But, um, hobbies. Um, I am a film graduate, so I watch a lot of movies. Mm. I like I likes me some TV. Um, I really like comics. I haven't been reading as many comics as I would like to this year. Um, the year before, I like was blowing through stuff, but I, I have I have a huge stack of things that I need to, um, read, um, at the moment. I I too have a dog. I have a deaf and blind Sheltie named Prudence. Um, she is the Prudence. best. All of all of my emotes, Cam's putting it in the chat. Uh, all of my <gasps> emotes are my dog. Hi, Prudence um she's she's great um but uh other than other than that i I listen to a lot of podcasts uh i like i you know said at the beginning i have my own now so that's sort of been my spare time thing is sort of devoting all my you know my, my bandwidth to that so i haven't had a lot of spare time other than that but loves me some movies i like collecting stuff as you can see i've got amiibo behind me i have every single u.s amiibo um i have a bunch of a gundam fel- models a
0: fellow amiibo brother i appreciate that
3: yep yep i have a gundam models i have i do like i collect like pokemon enamel pins um nendroids for the zelda series um but yeah a lot of a lot of art talk and stuff like that i watch a lot of like um what's it called? Like video essays on YouTube and stuff like that. I just like learning about cool art stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, fantastic.
1: So lovely. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Who's next? Justin, are you next?
1: Yes. Am I? Or is yeah, that... you're next.
0: That's me telling you okay, you're next.
1: I guess,
4: ne- I guess I'm next. All right. Um, I love movies. Uh I go to the movies a whole whole lot. Um I, we're lucky enough that like even though I'm in I'm not near like a big city or anything. Um because Kodak used to be like the whole economy here, we have a couple long running theaters that get a lot of, you know, independent films and do showings of old movies um, and stuff like that. So I've actually gotten to see a lot of older um, movies in theaters and stuff too, which is really, really cool. Like uh, we got to see uh, rear window uh, from Martin Scorsese's personal collection because he keeps it stored uh, here. And so they they we, they had like written permission from him to the print and everything. So a lot of times we get to see original prints and stuff too, which is really cool. So, um, but yeah, I I really love movies, and I've also been doing a lot more uh, writing lately uh, for fiction and stuff. So
0: plus, I, you love Godzilla, like don't don't forget Godzilla, dude. I
4: I actually got this right here, which is somebody got me this as a gift which is one of the best gifts i've ever received it is the criterion 1000 uh holy shit uh 15 movies on eight discs uh in a full like coffee table book with a bunch of artists uh doing custom art for each movie um it's extremely cool and i didn't think i'd be able to get it because it was expensive and somebody got it for me as a gift and it's one of the best things i've ever received so well yeah, Ju-
0: well justin this is a good time to 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 tell you something so I'm gonna do it live here on the podcast so Justin's Justin I know that you've uh, you've been going through uh so you know a rough patch you cut, you know. out. You cut out so, so okay a, John it
1: happens every time you lean away from them
0: sorry about that you gotta
1: stop wiggling
0: I, I'll stop wiggling i'm so I'm excited I can't stop wiggling I'm a wiggler but uh, uh Justin I know you've been going through some some stuff you know and uh you without getting into it on on the air I know that you know you've been having a tough time so i I have something for you I know that you're a huge uh Godzilla fan. Oh my so, God,
3: Ellen! You didn't. So,
0: so I, so, so check this out. So this right here, this is the uh, this is the NECA toys uh, Godzilla figure from the NES game, uh, and it's styled. Oh, like the grid. Yeah, it's got the grid, and it's styled after the. It's the Godzilla styled like the uh, the old NES game, uh, and uh, so so that's for you, uh, and I'm going to be oh, sending. I'm going to be. You didn't
6: that. I'm, of oh, course I God. did.
0: Of course I did. So I'm going to be sending that to you uh tomorrow actually so uh just Hell just yeah. just wanted to just wanted to let you know uh that oh, this is thank a, you. this is that, a, that's a little, really cool i didn't know that this is a little something for me uh so just to kind of just kind of lift your spirits man cuz we love you oh
3: thank you man dad bought you an action cool.
0: figure i did i bought you <laughs> an yeah. action figure toy Dad yeah, <laughs> <I> bought <laughs> me toys oh, fuck that's i just, banged, I just banged the fucking shit out of my knee
2: jesus christ but my, my hobbies, um i i don't know if i can move uh i've i've played uh drums for a lot of years hell yeah uh, so played drums for a long time Um, uh, other than that like movies but i i uh, uh like this, i try to see a couple of months if i can um try to go to the theaters uh but other than that like i don't know i i don't know i try to read i i'm gonna be honest with you guys like i want to tell you i'm a reader but that's a fucking lie. Like, I just, I feel like I could, I feel like I have more fingers than I do books I've read since high school. I'm
1: pathetic like that.
3: That's me. That's
6: hey! Yeah. Sorry.
1: Hey, no, listen, so, like, I had that, I had that exact same problem, and this year I told myself that I was going to try to read a book a month, and also, and also but I didn't. And so I started doing that, and I think I've read a book a month, like how many months are we in now? This is month 11. So like of the yeah. 10 months that have passed this year, I think I've read about six books. But Okay, that's like that's pretty good. Yeah, and like I'm, I didn't get upset with myself um, for not doing it. And I feel like I'm both reading more and also I don't get mad at myself when I don't read more. So like don't, don't beat yourself up. If you want to be a reader, be a reader. And if you don't, don't. You read a lot of shit online every day anyway. Yeah. And that's true. N- news is also content. But read okay. books if you want to. What makes
2: me feel better? Um, I guess also like just listen to like a lot of hip hop and like I don't I don't think that's a hobby to listen to hip hop. I don't think that's a hobby so much. Music um, is a hobby, man. All right, all right. Then Music yeah, is a hobby, I listen yeah. to listen to a lot of hip hop and like I mean I I honestly like like I uh like didn't listen to a lot of hip hop growing up and then when I got into playing drums like hip hop was like where I went to like learn how to do some weird shit that like wasn't the same fills that you'd hear in every rock song. So like mm-hmm. hip hop is is kind of a, like. I've Spent a lot of time in the last ten years, Um, but yeah, those are my hobbies. Not not a lot of them. I'm just I spend a lot of my time being tired. Um, Speaking of tired, John, it's ten thirty. It is ten thirty. It is ten
0: thirty. It's time to go the fuck to sleep. (laughs) It's time to go the fuck to sleep. But however, I did throw out in chat. I did throw out in chat that I have one more wholesome wiggling.
1: Wiggling again. Okay, sorry. I'm I'm fucking stationary. You start talking, you're like, and I did this thing
0: that tells. Whoa! Rep just cut out too. Actually.
1: Yeah. yeah, holy That's what shit! Happens when you're okay. on voice detection and you lean way the fuck back here.
0: Okay, so so I have one more wholesome surprise. I have one more. Wh- I have one more wholesome surprise for everybody. Uh, you know, other than Justin's uh, cool uh, NES Godzilla thing that I'm sending him. Reb. You you did an amazing job with the Discord. Uh, you did an yeah. you did a fucking awesome job, and you're running it. like No, you did. You're running it. Like you're running it like a champ. Like like for anybody who has. So there's no doubt. Reb is in charge of the Discord. Like she is. She's fucking killing it. She is the person in charge of Discord. And uh, y'all and, are a
1: lot nicer than the fucks who hung out on GameSpy's Golden Sun fan form Agreed. In the mid two thousands. So fucking
0: agreed. <laughs> fucking agreed. So. So, Reb, uh, so Reb loves, uh, the way Justin loves Godzilla is the way Reb loves Chrono Trigger. Specifically, uh, Reb loves Robo. She even has a cat named Robo. And, of course, Reb, Reb Reb is like, she just looks like Luca. Like, I'm sorry, but Reb just looks like a real life Luca. (laughs) So, 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 Reb, uh, tomorrow I am, uh, I am sending you, this is straight from Japan. Uh, This is Robo and Luca. Right here. Uh, and of course, Robo is uh, Robo is fixing, or Luca is fixing Robo uh, right here. Uh, and that is for you. Uh, and that's uh,
1: darling, thank you so much. That is for so you. you.
0: And uh, and I just you know want to want to do want to I want to do nice stuff for my game children. Thank so you. so <laughs> no, you deserve it. And Justin, you deserve the Godzilla. And uh, I will send those to you uh, tomorrow. So I hope you enjoy them. Uh, that is and uh, that's just uh, thanks for everything. Uh, uh, you know the two of you bring to SDGC, and you know we just we we really love you both. And I could not be happier that. both both of you are a part of our little family, part of our lives.
2: Thank
0: you. Uh, so, yeah, seriously. Um Do we have anything else we want to... I, okay,
2: I just, a couple couple quick housekeeping things. One, Nate, thank you.
3: You're, you're Nate, welcome.
1: plug your shit again.
3: Yeah, please plug yeah. your shit, Tell Nate. Tell everybody
1: <clears throat> where they plug can find real good all shit. your shit
2: and where your friends
1: are.
3: <laughs> My friends are right here on this Discord call. This what is the
1: they- fuck oh, I'm talking about. Oh, I nice set you up for that
3: one. <laughs> so uh the, my newest and and my newest thing that I'm the most excited about is the new entertainment system podcast you can find it on literally anything I've been trying really hard to make sure that it's on any weird service that anybody happens to listen to um, cam is is dropping links in the chat um, but at, at Twitter it's at the NES pod um, we do an improvised comedy gaming show with a guest from the Games industry, games podcast uh, scene, or games journalism industry. Reb has been on an episode. We've got Derek coming up. Um, we're booked an, out through like January of 2020 at this point with with guests. Um, it's a really really fun goofy time. Otherwise, I can be found <laughs> at uh, at Two Headed Giant on Twitter and it's my Twitch handle as well. Uh, I stream a lot of uh, Nintendo games, a lot of weird uh indie games um like what the golf and stuff like that i found mm, like really really what the
1: golf, good choice Le- the
3: legitimately game. like in my I top three games this year like it's 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 amazing um uh-huh. and what else do i do i do like game corruptions like rom corruptions where i'll like use an emulator and a third-party piece of software to like jumble around the the bits and bytes and it messes the game up in fun goofy ways um let's see yeah, that's that's just about it. You can find me on Twitter at at two headed giant.
0: Please go follow Nate. Do yourselves please. a favor. Go Ooh. follow Nate. He's a he's you know you know you know just just good people all around. So so please go please, please 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 go do that. Um, I don't think we have anything else. Uh, so wait, 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 wait. whoa, whoa, one whoa! More. One
2: more thank you to people who helped support SCGC and, and Nola Nerdcast and the, the SCGC yes. family through Extra Life. Like, Ooh. we really appreciate that. That makes it like a real impact on 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 kids who need it. So obviously, we really appreciate everybody for for helping us out. And if you haven't joined the Discord, go do it. It's wholesome and pure, and you should join. Yeah, them. I'm Here. there. I'll I'll throw out one more link in the chat.
0: Please do that. All right. So uh, if nobody else has anything, uh, don't forget, we're going to do, be doing uh, Mario Kart Community Game Night this weekend. Uh, so yeah. I'll settle on a time tomorrow morning. <laughs> what?
2: Every time.
0: Mr. Wiggles. Every
2: fucking time. I didn't even wiggle. I didn't Here, even move. I'll, I'll, I'll close it out. I'll close it out. All right. It's not always poetry. We don't always agree, but we always keep it real. Take care of each other. Good night. Have a nice weekend. Thanks again to Nate. Good night. Bye. Bye.
4: Good night, everybody.